All right, here we are driving down the road. Mark is completely stressed out. We are on the way to another production. Mark is watching how I drive as I hold the microphone. Welcome to another Gear and Review. I'm Bobby Ratu, and this is Mark Berry. So, first of all, what are we talking about this morning driving down the road, which made me want to do a gear and review? I believe we're talking about how we choose gear for uh, any given shoot that we may be going on. So, yeah, I think so. Something like that? Something like that. It's going to be a little different because it's mobile, we're on the road, so it's kind of uh, off the cuff kind of stuff. It is kind of off the cuff kind of stuff. So. We're on the way to a shoot where we're going to have two cameras on two locations where we have got to quickly move from one spot to the next. We have two interviews that are not really interviews. They're reading off a teleprompter for which we're using an iPad. And we have one hour for each person. So the first one's at like 10 o'clock in the morning. The second one's at 11. We've got to capture them in two locations, which are in two different buildings. And that means that we've got to, and we always typically do two camera shoots. So we've got to set up both locations so that we can be prepared for it. So the first location this morning is gonna be uh, the Canon C100 with the 5D Mark IV, which will be shooting 4K. Um, and then the second location will be the 5D Mark III um, with the C100. And so let's talk about the first setup. First of all, why don't we just move everything from one spot to the next? Well, mostly because of time limitations. And the best way that I think we're going to get around that this morning is having that initial setup set up in such a way to where we can be kind of modular with it. You know, we're going to have the Mark III on the Ronin and a stationary shot. And when we step away to do those, uh, those smaller sections, those time sensitive sections, we can just take the pieces we need and save a little bit of time as opposed to moving the entire production over across the parking lot. Now that makes sense. Okay. So let's back up. So first of all, the first location, we're shooting 4K on the straight on shot, and we typically just don't mix 4K and 1080p just to do it, but we're doing this for a very, very specific reason. Um, I'm gonna tell you my reason, and I'm gonna, you know, Mark is the one that really suggested this, but basically we need more screen real estate to work with in the edit suite so that we can zoom in and out and we're going to run graphics on the left and the right of the individual and we're shooting against a window with bright light behind it so that we can have uh, this blurred out look in order to float the graphics but talk about from your perspective why we chose the 4k for the straight on shot on the first camera setup well that's pretty much all the reasons you just mentioned for this specific shoot you know, graphics are gonna play a big part in the final product. And it's a it's a straight on interview. They're reading off a teleprompter. They're looking directly at the camera. With 1080p, you know, whatever, however they're framed when we shoot it, we would have to leave it like that in the edit bay or we would lose some quality. What do you mean lose quality? Talk about what you mean by that. 
Well, to reframe the subject in the edit bay, I would have to scale up the image and then reposition it. And there would be some lossy, lossy quality there. Uh, sometimes it may not even be noticeable. Sometimes you can get away with it, but you know, me and you, we like to do it right. So with the 4K, within a 1080p sequence, it gives us plenty of real estate to where I can go in there, move the interview subject around uh, while maintaining the integrity of the shot and drop the graphics in and just frame it up exactly how the client wants it, as opposed to, uh, you know, telling them they have to live with the original framing. So it, the reason why we want to scale it up and down and move it left to right is because we are center justifying the interview, looking directly at the camera with the uh, teleprompter. And we want the ability to move the person in the edit bay, either left justified or right justified. And that would require us to scale up and down uh, the image inside the edit bay. So the 4K allows us to do that, to Mark's point, without losing any space. And it maintains the quality. So it's really just we know we've got to either left justify or right justify instead of setting it up in the production to shoot it left justified or right justified we want the flexibility to do that in the edit bay so 4k gives us more real estate to do that it's funny i just want to say i actually enjoy using 4k in that way more so than doing an entire project in 4k it's just really fun to drop a 4k clip into an hd timeline and have so much liberty with how i use that clip as opposed to when I do an entire project in 4K, it's just like a normal HD workflow, just bigger files. Yeah, the one thing that we lose in 4K with a Canon 5D Mark IV when we drop it into a, a 4K uh, acquisition mode is that it's a crop. So we get a 1.7 crop. So we're dropping an 85 millimeter uh, Rokinon lens on the front of this camera, which will, in realistically, if you do the math, that's over probably, uh, so 85 times two is 170. So I would say this is roughly a one, uh, 145 uh, millimeter lens on a, on a uh, 1.7 crop on a 5D Mark IV. So typically, if we would have dropped it back into 1080p, it had been full frame and we would see the maximum use of the 85 millimeter lens. But here, it's compressed a little bit. And what I mean by compressed, it's cropped. So that's the first setup. Um, and then we're moving to a second setup that will already be set up and ready to go, except the second camera in the first setup, uh, in the first, yeah, is the uh, uh, Canon C100 that has the audio inputs that we use with the mic that's a drop mic, which is a Sennheiser hanging over them. We're gonna literally pick up that camera and take it with us to the second setup along with the drop mic. And the second camera in the second setup in the other building in a boardroom will be um, the Canon 5D Mark III shooting 1080p. And it will be on a DJI Ronin S and we'll use the um, C100 as the second camera with um, pulling in the audio, but the the 5D Mark III the, uh, on the Ronin will be uh, the main camera to have movement moving left and right to give it some texture, and they'll look directly into the camera, 
kind of talk us through that that idea and set up. We might flip it uh, so that we can put the um, making the C100 the main camera and the Ronin the secondary camera only so that we have something to put the teleprompter iPad on. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you made a good point. When we get to the second setup, we might have to play around with it a little bit. Uh, just to see which camera we want to be primary. But the main thing is that we're being modular with the equipment today. And so when we do leave the first location, we don't have to take the entire setup with us. You know, we kind of have a plan in mind for how we're going to shoot the second stuff. Uh, since the Mark III is already on the Ronin, we double, we've double shot a lot of interviews before and the Ronin works as a good secondary camera. So for the second shoot, we may use the C100 as the primary camera. Yeah, this is really good because we we do pre-production calls with our client, which allows us to really talk through the settings and locations and time expectations. So that's really cool. Uh, the biggest thing for us as a company is that we try to be mobile first. And what we mean by that is people talk about mobile first. They talk about uh, web design and HTML5 and designing for mobile first. We actually execute mobile first where we're tr every all the equipment we use, we're able to pick up and move and go somewhere very quickly to be flexible and nimble and mobile so that we can work with a client in a very mobile environment um, because they have needs inside their infrastructure, inside their organization. Which leads me to this discussion of iPad and teleprompter. Remember the old days where we'd have to spend an, uh, 45 minutes setting up a teleprompter on top? Isn't that kind of a, an old school way of doing things now? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I came in right on the tail end of when those started going out. And I remember that they, had, they came with a little remote and a little knob. And they, were, they worked very well. But they were just really big and definitely not portable. And when we were able to multi-purpose the iPad for a teleprompter, it really just changed the whole game. You know, so we still have it at the house, at the office. Um, it's boxed up. We've only gotten it out maybe twice in the last four years. And what's kind of funny is that we have um, a contraption that connects to any camera that basically has the ability to tighten onto something of the camera or the tripod that holds the iPad. And we use the iPad as a teleprompter and we use a piece of software or an app called PromptorPal and it works really well. The iPad has turned into a great friend of ours um, because it's so mobile and flexible. It allows the client to edit and type directly into the iPad if something needs to change. And also we can use our phones to uh, run it up and down if we want to. We can control the speed, which is super nice. Um, so once again, flexible and mobile. All the functionality of a normal teleprompter too, you can edit right there on the spot if need be. What are some other things that that little guy allows us to do that has made it easy for you in stuff that we do? Well, I've actually had the iPad on the Ronin before as a teleprompter, which is something you definitely couldn't have done with the traditional teleprompter. You can actually mount the 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 iPad bracket onto the crossbar on a Ronin and then put the iPad in that and then have a moving interview 
uh, and they can, you know, get all their lines right. With a traditional teleprompter, it was pretty much you were limited to a sit down interview every single time you used it. Unless you use one of those big dollies with three people managing. I don't, I don't have one of those. They're really big and they're really expensive. So I wish I had a picture of it. And um, but we do that. We he's talking about the Ronin MX that we use. You know, that crossbar, we can just mount just about anything on it. Yeah, that's really one of my favorite things about using the MX is that extra bit of real estate for add-ons. We're on the way to this next uh, production this morning. It is 8.50 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, We have a a morning shoot uh, that we're on the way to go set up for. Um, Mark and I usually have these discussions, and we talk through production the day before, but what always happens when they're when we're on the way when we go through starbucks to get our coffee what happens well on shoots like this when we're taking an extra piece of equipment that we're not used to taking we may realize that it's not in the car yes and then what does that mean we have to do we pop a yui (laughs) we pop a yui because we forgot the ipad and the joystick that holds the ipad for the teleprompter so Thank you, Starbucks, for allowing us to have the space to be reminded that we need to go back to get the iPad and the joystick from the office. I do want it to be known that it also has to do with the fact that we did double check in the Starbucks parking lot. So we don't have a habit of forgetting equipment. We just are lucky that the Starbucks uh, uh, parking lot is just literally a mile away from our office. So usually our memories kick in after the first sip of coffee. Yes, that is absolutely true. Mark and Bobby are out. We're on the way. We're waiting for someone to pull us over, like uh, the Highway Patrol, for doing an interview in the car while we're driving. Any other thoughts? Uh, I think I'm ready for another sip of coffee. Mark was really putting up a fight doing this gear and review this morning. Later. Later.